Sex robots can be hacked and kill their users, experts warn. A 90-year-old man spent $10,000 on advertisements in the Wall Street Journal to tell AT&T their internet is slow. And conservationists are pleading with the public to stop milking psychedelic toads. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. My name is Jonesy. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's get into these weird stories. (laughs) Sex robots can be hacked and used to kill their owners, experts warn. Sex robots could be capable of killing unfortunate humans should they fall victim to malicious hackers, experts warn. Oh, no. The anatomically correct humanoid creations feature increasingly sophisticated artificial intelligence with each new model, allowing users to enjoy a more naturalistic experience. However, this technology could be targeted by cybercriminals with violence in mind, according to a new article written by a law firm. (laughs) Leave it to lawyers to scare the shit out of everybody in existence. It warns, quote, unassuming sex robots are equally dangerous as military AI when it comes to posing a threat to humanity's existence. All right, well, slow it down, lawyers. I don't think a sex robot is as equally dangerous as military AI. The industry, of course, as you know, during the coronavirus pandemic has been booming. Sales of sex robots and sex dolls have have gone up tenfold as a result of the decrease in human-to-human contact under lockdown. People are lonely. They're getting dogs and they're getting sex robots. You know how it goes. Some of them are getting dogs that are also sex robots. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't think that exists. Although maybe it does. I need to stop short in my tracks here. It may exist. Sex robots that are in the shape of a dog. As with all infant technology, cybersecurity experts are warning these new sex robots can be a grave threat to humanity. Many robots now have the ability to physically manipulate their surroundings. Some sex robots can even wield tools, which could be a disaster in the wrong hands. Oh, yes. First thing you know, your sex robot's just innocently playing with a vibrator. Next thing you know, it's killing you with the vibrator. I mean, that could happen, I'd imagine. The real scare is that these sex robots are just too easy to hack into. The authors of this article warn hacking into many modern-day robots, including sex robots, would be a piece of cake compared to hacking into more sophisticated gadgets, such as your cell phone or your computer. Hackers can hack into a robot or a robotic device easily and have complete control of the connections, the arms, legs, and other attached tools, like in some cases, knives or welding devices. Once hacked, they could absolutely be used to perform physical actions for an advantageous scenario or to cause damage, like damage to your genitalia. The article says vulnerabilities in cybersecurity can be deadly, such as when a patient died at Germany's Dusseldorf University Hospital after a hacker disabled the computer system. Its authors warn software developers... They could face charges of manslaughter by gross negligence should a glitch or attack on a robot's operating system cause physical harm to a human being, like the robot's lover. Uh, And then they say, it's crucial that manufacturers put safeguards. Yeah, of course, of course. You're dealing with a sex robot here, okay? People might put their sex parts inside a sex robot. People may put the parts of a sex bot inside themselves. Therefore... 
hacking one of these and using them to harm someone could be could be quite easy and something to be concerned with. I mean, some people, I'd imagine they're going to sleep all night with their sex bot. They're going to spend a lot of time with the sex bot. So you could hack into one of these things. Next thing you know, it's murder, she wrote. I mean, it's very, very scary, the scenario that I have playing out in my head. Someone hacking a sex bot. And then it just, it's like the Terminator is now in your house. No longer your lover, now a Terminator. And how do you stop it? How do you stop? You're going to beat up a robot? You're naked. You're naked with a robot. How are you going to beat it? You're covered in lube. I don't know what you're into. (laughs) You're going to beat down a sex robot that is wielding, I don't know, a wiffle ball bat at you. You're all lubed up and naked. How's that going to happen? First of all, you're not even going to expect it when this happens. It's like, uh, you know, it's just going to sneak up on you like poison. I don't know. The more and more I hear about these sex bots, the more afraid I get. You know, I'm just like, just get a person, man. Like, just find somebody. You can find somebody, man. There's a gazillion apps now. It's not hard. You could live in the middle of nowhere, not around anybody. Still find somebody. The apps are there. Just get yourself together. Put on some clothes. Shave your face. And get out there and be a person. Meet some. (laughs) Wipe the crumbs off your gut and get out there. Uh, I don't know. Are you guys afraid of the sex bots, sex robots? Are you guys guys worried about this stuff? I mean, I'm not that scared of it, but I I do think they're kind of ridiculous. Why spend so much money on that? But maybe I'm just old school. I'm I'm all for having sex with another human being because maybe I'm old school and I'm not hip. A 90-year-old man spent $10,000 on advertisements in the Wall Street Journal to tell AT&T that their internet is slow. A 90-year-old California man took out two advertisements in the Wall Street Journal, costing about $10,000, to let AT&T's CEO know about the abysmal internet service speed that he was encountering. It may seem like an extreme measure to some people, but Aaron Epstein, age 90, has been a customer of AT&T since the 60s. Aaron Epstein claims that as AT&T has evolved throughout the years, the communications company is still lagging behind when it comes to fast Internet services. The longtime customer said for the past 20 years he didn't have any complaints. But starting five years ago, when streaming became widely available, the quality and speed of his AT&T service was more than subpar. And he said, I'm not going to take this laying down. I love this guy. I would love that he spent 10 grand on advertisements to tell AT&T that they suck. This is amazing. If I was really rich, I would do such things. Here's a quote from old man Epstein. For the past five years, as soon as they started introducing streaming like Roku, my internet service, you know, it it was very slow. I was paying for 3.5 megabytes per second, but usually it was only 1.5 megabytes per second. Watching a movie through Roku was like watching pictures. (laughs) Yeah, watching pictures. (laughs) Epstein lives in North Hollywood. Oh, close to me. He said he decided to purchase advertisements because he had been hounding the company about the estimated time of arrival for their fiber optics in his area, which was heavily advertised in previous months. While the company remained polite and courteous, according to Epstein, the upgraded services did not seem to be coming to his area anytime soon. So he decided to make a last-ditch effort not only to bring faster Internet options to himself, but to his whole community as well. He shelled out $10,000 for the ads. One ran in Dallas, Texas, where AT&T is headquartered, and the other ran in Manhattan. Uh, I'm going to read you the ad because 
It ran on page A7 of the Wall Street Journal's February 3rd issue. The ad was titled, An Open Letter to Mr. John Stanky, CEO of AT&T. Dear Mr. Stanky, AT&T prides itself as a leader in electronic communications. Unfortunately for the people who live in North Hollywood, California, area code 91607, AT&T is a major disappointment. Many of our neighbors are the creative technical workers in the Universal Warner Brothers Disney Studios in the adjacent city of Burbank and our neighborhood. We need to keep up with current technology and have looked to AT&T to supply us with faster internet service. Yet although AT&T is advertising speeds up to 100 megabytes per second for other neighborhoods, the fastest now available to us from AT&T is only three. Your competitors now have speeds of over 200 MBS. Why, why is AT&T, a leading communications company, treating us so shabbily in North Hollywood? Sincerely, Aaron M. Epstein, an AT&T customer since 1960. Epstein is a badass. He said he doesn't really care what people think of his action as long as it gets the job done. The ads ran on Wednesday, February 3rd, and that same morning at around 11 a.m., he received a call from a spokesperson who directly represents the president of AT&T. Unbelievable. You know what's sad is this is what you have to do to get a response that you need. You know, you could call them all day long every day, and it just wouldn't get you anywhere. You have to take drastic measures. You, I mean, this is why people show up to places like AT&T with a machete. Because it's like, I want service, and I want it now. You know, this is what happens, because when you try and go to, through the, the other channels, you don't get anything done. You have to do something like this. Turns, this is a quote from Epstein. Hey, I got a call from a spokesperson. Turns out AT&T has an office in Atlanta. That is the office of the president, and that's where they refer big-time complaints. The spokesperson took down all of Epstein's information and said they would see what they could do to help move things along. Epstein said, Epstein said so I am waiting patiently to see what they can do. We'll try to get something. We'll try to get that happening for you sooner, they told me. And I'm happy. And while Epstein bankrolled the entire endeavor, he credited the news media for helping him get the attention he believed would invoke some change. Well, good. I hope they get down to it. I hope they were shamed by this advertising because they should be shamed because they advertise all over the place. Yep, fiber optics are coming soon, coming soon. And then it never gets there. I've lived in several neighborhoods where I was expecting AT&T's fiber to come. Still, I, I, I doubt they're still in those places. They just promise that to you while you sign up for their crappy, you know, service in the meantime. So, yes, I'm glad. I can't stand these companies. And you don't have a choice. You know, you have a choice between two, usually two internet providers in your area. Yeah. And it's just like, it's abominable, the choices. You know, not fair. The consumer gets screwed at the end of the day. They can charge whatever they want because they're just, what are you going to do? Go to the other one? They both are fleecing us. It's a shame. We spend more money in this country on internet services, and we have some of the slowest speeds in the world. I've traveled in Asia, man. I'll tell you right now. Cheaper internet, uh, uh, 10 times faster. Easily. Um, anyways, let me get off my soapbox. I love this story, though. I love that this 90... I mean, if I'm 90 years old, what? Do, I mean, I'm not even going to fight for anything. I'm not going to wipe the applesauce off my chin. Never mind take out an ad in the Wall Street Journal to take down AT&T. I mean, this is unbelievable, this guy. Aaron Epstein, you're an inspiration. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling 
wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Conservationists are pleading with the public to stop milking psychedelic toads. Conservationists are calling on people to quit milking those toads, those psychedelic toads to get high. Why? Well, it's threatening the survival of this species. The Sonoran Desert Toad, also known as Bufo alvarius, possesses a very potent psychedelic compound called 5-MeO-DMT, which can be used for hallucinogenic purposes. Right? You guys have, you guys have all heard of 5-MeO-DMT. You probably had it for breakfast. <laughs> Have you ever taken 5-MeO-DMT and listened to Weird AF News? Well, you haven't lived. In order to get your hands on the white slime, you must tickle the animal's glands until it is secreted. Licking toads will not give you warts or produce a fairy prince, but it might get you high, wrote one author in the L.A. Times. Yes, people have been putting out the story of this toad. It's quite famous. I saw it featured on an episode of Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, which is a um, Netflix series. Hamilton goes and tries these crazy drugs in various dangerous parts of the of the jungle, and this was one of them. So orally ingesting these toad secretions has been referred to in popular culture and in scientific literature as toad licking, uh, drawing much media attention. Researchers are concerned that the process of over-milking the toads could result in a danger to the species' survival. Yes, of course. Of course, as soon as humans get a hold of it for their fun and their weekend their weekend getaways, it's just it's going to be a mess. The same thing's happening with ayahuasca. If you guys are familiar with ayahuasca, another uh, well a DMT containing plant, uh, people are all know all about ayahuasca now, and it's disappearing from the jungle. Um, this plant takes many many years to to uh, mature to a, a usable size in the psychedelic brew. And because people are going crazy for it, they're, you know, they're just pulling all of the ayahuasca out of the jungle to brew it up. And obviously they're grabbing all the toads they can to lick them. And they're probably killing a few of them, I'd imagine. Robert Villa is the lead scientist at the University of Arizona. He says these toads are susceptible to exploitation on a grand scale. Villa appeared in an episode of psychedelics-based show Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia on Vice, in which he discussed what has become an international toad venom smoking phenomenon. Yes, you smoke it. You guys are like, what is it all about this toad venom? Okay, here's what I know about it. You tickle the toad's glands. It spits out milk. You catch the milk on like a sheet of glass or something. You let it dry out. You scrape it off, and then you smoke that milk, and it gets you supremely high, as you can imagine. Um... you know, it's it's a great way to spend spring break. I mean, I don't know what you guys are doing during the pandemic, but, you know, get a, get a few toads. I think you can find them on Craigslist and just bring them over your house and have a great time all in your <laughs> in your lockdown. <laughs> I know I honestly don't know where these toads are, uh, where to get them. In the episode of Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, it looked to me like he was in the middle of the Amazon jungle, but I'm not sure. Oh, good news. You can find them in the U.S. I looked it up. The dark, leathery green toad can grow to about 19 centimeters long. It's the largest toad in the U.S., second to the non-native cane toad. It lives between 10 and 20 years in the wild. Its psychoactive properties are so strong that dogs have suffered paralysis or even death when attacking one of these toads. 
Raccoons have learned to pull a toad away from a pond by the back leg, turn it on its back, and feed on its belly, a strategy that keeps the raccoons well away from its poisonous glands. But over the last few decades, the toad's natural habitat has been severely encroached by humans. The species is classified as endangered in California and listened, 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 listed. Oh, my goodness. Listed. I'm sorry, guys. I've licked a toad. Listed as threatened in New Mexico. Uh, being continually abused by people searching for a psychedelic experience. However, it might just push them over the edge to extinction. Uh, I didn't know this toad was available in California and New Mexico. There is. Don't worry, guys. There's a synthetic alternative, so you don't have to kill the toad. Five meo DMT can be made in a laboratory. So, this. Uh, so, guys, you know, leave the toads alone. Just make it in a laboratory. All right. Spend your weekend. Spend your time in lockdown learning science, learning chemistry. It's a great way to spend your time. Learn how to cook up some DMT. You can even sell it to your friends and make a profit. And the toad gets to live a happy lifetime. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, everyone. It's Jonesy. Uh, thanks for joining me uh, on this adventure today. I hope uh, you found the stories entertaining and educational. I want to give a shout-out and a thank you to someone who left me a lovely review on Amazon. It's uh, April A33. I think that's her spy name, actually. Uh, April gave me five stars and wrote, Great way to start your day. I will. Uh, here's her review. is I will sadly admit that I wasn't a big fan when I first added this to my morning briefing. My morning flash briefing. But thankfully, due to my laziness of taking the time to go back to unsubscribe, it turned out to be the highlight of my morning routine. Haha. <laughs> I have to say, the best episode yet is the Bigfoot hunting season. I hope it didn't offend anyone, but the hillbilly impersonation is freaking hilarious. I almost peed my pants laughing. Keep up the great work. Thank goodness for, for me being lazy. Love ya. Oh, thank you, April. I love you too. Uh, thanks for being lazy and uh, allowing Weird AF News to uh, keep smashing you in the ears every morning. <laughs> I guess that's what it takes um, for people to get to love this. It, it kind of grows on you, which explains why most of my bad reviews are people that listen to it like three three times or less. Um, yeah, you got to give it a chance. Um, I'm so I'm so glad that you gave it a chance. I'm so glad you wrote the review. I really appreciate the reviews. As you guys know, I get a lot of bad reviews, so every five-star great review is a nice offset to that. So um, one, one way you can help me out is by leaving a review on Amazon. Um, if you have time, if any of you have time. I don't think it takes very long. Um, so give it a shot. If you've got a moment, I'd appreciate it. Also, if you have a moment to check out the Patreon, please do that. That's a way to support the show. There's a lot of cool, weird, extra content on there. Um, I think I'm keeping everybody in the Patreon uh, very amused and entertained with extra weird AF stuff. Um, and uh, so check that out, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. As always, you can email me articles for for uh, tomorrow, which is Friday. So it's Florida Friday. Send me those Florida articles to funnyjones at gmail.com or on Instagram at funnyjones, on Twitter at funnyjones as well. Uh, so yeah, send those links. Uh, I've already seen a few already. So thank you guys. And, uh, what else? Oh, call the show. If you'd like to 
leave a message of some sort. Six four six four five zero twenty twelve. I do have a couple of calls now that I'll publish, and we'll see you tomorrow on Florida Friday. So don't go nowhere, okay? Hi, Jonesy. Um, this is Mary. I was just listening to your Valentine's Day piece about people spending Valentine's Day in prison, and like, isn't that kind of what's going on now that we're in a pandemic? Like, we're all locked in together. We have to spend Valentine's Day together, too. Like, wouldn't the best Valentine's Day present actually be, like, a hotel that was separate from your partner? I don't know. Maybe I'm just better. Anyway, thanks for doing what you do. You make my morning amazing. Take care. Bye. Hey, Jonesy. How you doing? Or should I say, Jace Bolaren? Hey, 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 it's me, Gerald. I mean, uh, Gideon Bolaren. Gideon. Kim. Yeah.